Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. Our gospel this weekend starts with an important phrase. Do not be afraid. It presents three separate sections of sayings of Jesus, culminating in what I just quoted. All three sections talk about the need for us to not be afraid and to acknowledge Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Also, the two verses at the close of the Gospel present four different points that focus our direction in two different ways. The two different ways are those who are for Christ versus those who are against Him. Additionally, there are, also, there are statements about what happens when we decide for or against Christ. It is a fact that there are eternal consequences to our decision about Christ. This gospel also reveals the importance of enduring persecution for Jesus' sake. This persecution is what Jesus talks about in the earlier part of this gospel. So Jesus is reminding his disciples that there are consequences to following him, and the most important of those consequences is contained in those last two verses. Maybe it would better, maybe a better word than acknowledge would be the phrase, I follow Jesus. And Jesus would respond to his father, that one follows me. And that reminds me of a song. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. There is more to the song, but that's enough. <laughs> to hear at the time of the final judgment, Jesus saying, That one follows me, is a statement we all long for and have faith in. What a blessing it will be at the judgment to hear Jesus say, I know him. She follows me. But also, what a tragedy if he says the opposite. I don't know him. Let her leave. We have been very fortunate to have been placed in a society that still acknowledges our right to follow Jesus. Though if you look around, it is getting much harder and the persecutions are getting much stronger. I know, it seems like my homilies recently have been focused on facing this society with a need we have for uh, to be on guard. But I think if we are honest about what we see around us, we have to admit that things have changed. We are not in the culture that I, or most of you, grew up in. And the rapid transformation of culture is only becoming more rapid and rabid. Our gospel this weekend calls us not only to remain faithful, but to be ready to tell others why we believe and what we believe. Shortly after I came to Midtown Catholic, I talked about the need for us to know our own stories. Why are you Catholic? Why have you chosen to follow Christ? Who is he for you? Have you prepared your testimony? In the first letter from St. Peter, he tells us to always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope. He goes on to say, But do it with gentleness and reverence, keeping your conscience clear, so that when you are maligned, those who defame your good conduct in Christ may themselves be put to shame. 
for it is better to suffer for doing good, if that be the will of God, than for doing evil. This is what Jesus was telling us in the gospel. We have to be ready because there are so many people who do not understand. It's about our motto. One church, encountering Christ, making disciples, living mercy, sending disciples, or sending apostles, excuse me. St. Peter's warning about being gentle and reverent is important because there are those today who will want to tell us that we are being bigoted and hurtful simply because we declare the truth of the gospel. And the gospel truth is truth. It is a twist of language that some parts of our culture name Christian truth as bigoted and hurtful. The reality is that Christian truth is the best way to form a life worth living. I think it is a travesty of language that those who are now calling us bigots and intolerant people are actually the ones who are intolerant. They try to tell us that our approach to life is to be silenced and removed from society. Bigotry really exists in them. But we have to go back to the beginning of today's homily and the end of the gospel selection. Jesus warns that if we do not acknowledge him, he will not acknowledge us before his Father. The challenge for all our hearts is to acknowledge Jesus with love and respect for those who may not acknowledge him. My one caution and concern is that the words love and respect in this context can be misused by those who do not want to listen to the call to holiness that Jesus gives us through his church. Love and respect have become compromised to mean accept regardless of people's approach to truth, accept immoral lifestyles that they think are filled with love. But that is not love. I cannot call those who fight the, churches, the church today friends. They have proven themselves to be enemies of Christ in so many ways. Yet so many of them think they are standing right in Christ. It is the problem of the heresy of universalism, which is a belief that everyone will be in heaven. It is, a it is a denial of these two verses that I am focusing on this weekend. People who want us to accept the immorality of their lives want us to compromise on the truth of the gospel. But Jesus told his disciples to share the message of the gospel loudly. What the disciples learned in quiet from Jesus needs to be shouted from the rooftops. We have the truth and the truth will set the captives free. We dare not compromise that truth. To do so would be to fail in acknowledging Jesus as Lord, Savior, and King. I am not willing to compromise my place with Jesus by failing to tell the truth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that there may be consequences to choosing to follow Jesus as he led, not how we wish he had led. Many people think they are not denying Jesus when they fail to live according to the gospel and struggle to be free from sin. We have a responsibility to be apostles of the fullness of the gospel. We dare not compromise. To allow people to live with a compromised truth is to allow them to live a lie that can do nothing but lead them to hell. They cannot acknowledge Jesus as Lord with a compromised truth ruling their lives. One church, 
encountering Jesus, making disciples, living mercy, sending apostles. Our mission is to bring people uncompromisingly to the truth. The best way to do that is to tell them your story. Do you have your testimony ready? If someone were to ask you the reason you believe, the reason for your hope, do you have it ready for them? Are you ready to acknowledge Jesus?